0: Hello and welcome to the Charter School of Wilmington Roots and Shoots podcast. My name is Ivina and today we're talking about recycling. Before we begin, I'd like to give a big shout out to Lillian who composed the information found in this episode. So with recycling, how does it work? How do we do it properly? And why are there so many misconceptions about it? Well, in order to look at recycling, we need to go back to its roots. And according to the Northeast Recycling Council, This started in 9th century Japan, where after an emperor died, the emperor's wife would take all of the paper and letters that he had and then recycle it and write sutras on it. This represents that recycling in the past has been a process of renewal and regrowth that can continue on through generations. Moving forward in history, we can look at the American War of Independence in 1776 when patriots pulled down a statue of King George, melted it, and then created over 42,000 bullets. Later, in this time frame, due to the Stamp Act and other acts of taxation, paper was also frequently recycled as a vital commodity due to a lack of raw materials. But even today, how recycling works is a bit of a mystery to most of us. You may throw a Diet Coke can into a blue bin with arrows on it, and two weeks later, it's back on the grocery store shelf with a little sticker that says, I'm 100% recycled. The actual process of recycling is pretty interesting. Firstly, the recycling is collected from its little blue bin and is taken to a recycling center where it's sorted into different groups. Newspapers, plastics, cans, you get the gist. Workers also often have to separate clean recyclables from dirty ones, which are then tossed because they can't actually be recycled. Then, buyers purchase the recycled goods. But who exactly are these buyers? It turns out countries actually pay for recycled materials. This is called the global waste trade, where countries import waste from other countries to improve international relationships and to help countries deal with the treatment, repurposing and disposal of recyclable materials. Oftentimes, the materials are broken down and used for new products because it's cheaper. However, not all of the recycled materials can be reused. Like I talked about earlier, Dirty recyclables can't actually be recycled because they've been contaminated. Greasy pizza boxes, takeout boxes, juice boxes can't be recycled, but you can tear off the tops of pizza boxes or takeout boxes and recycle them if there isn't any food or dirt on them. And there are tons of other things that people think can be recycled, but unfortunately cannot. Single-use paper cups, any plastics labeled three, six, or seven, or plastic bags fall under this list. These tend to clob up recycling centers, causing issues, so it's important to make sure to put these in the trash. Even though you can't recycle these things, there are a lot of other things you can recycle. In fact, there are entire shelves and stores dedicated to eco-friendly recyclable products, but this packaging isn't always accurate. There is very little restriction on who can put the symbol on what products, and it's even easier to put it on a product that is in no way recyclable. These little arrow symbols on plastic products with the numbers on them aren't recycling symbols, but RIC symbols or resin identification codes. These are used to identify the type of material the plastic is made out of and doesn't actually mean the product is recyclable. This can easily fool consumers who are trying to be eco-friendly. But today, let's go through these numbers and see what they actually mean. So the first number is P-E-T-E or polyethylene terephthalate. This can be used in microwavable food trays, salad dressing, soft drink containers, water, and even beer bottles. This is hard to clean and unfortunately absorbs bacteria and flavors, so it's often good to avoid reusing this. Number two would be HDPE, which is high-density polyethylene. This is frequently used in household cleaner and shampoo bottles, milk jugs, and yogurt tubs. Luckily, this transmits no known chemicals into food. Number three would be V or PVC, vinyl. And this can be used in coconut oil bottles, clear food packaging, mouthwash bottles. It is believed to contain phthalates that interfere with hormonal development. So this may be something you want to avoid. Number four is LDPE or low-density polyethylene. This is used in bread and shopping bags, in carpets, clothing, and even furniture. This transmits no known chemicals or materials into food and this can also be recycled to make envelopes, floor tiles, lumber, or even trash can liners. From the bread and shopping bags, we can see that this is a relatively thin polymer, meaning that it would be more easily recyclable. Looking at number five, we can see that it's polypropylene. This is frequently used in ketchup bottles, medicine syrup bottles, and drinking straws. Currently, we know that it transmits no known chemicals into food. However, it can also be recycled to make battery cables, brooms, ice scrapers, and rakes, something that we typically don't consume anything with. And number six is polystyrene. This can be used in disposable cups and plates, egg cartons, takeout containers. However, it is believed to leach styrene, a possible human carcinogen. And when we pick up food with these types of materials, we may want to avoid this. This can also be recycled to make foam packaging, insulation, light switch plates, and even rulers. And number seven would be miscellaneous. This type of material is unclassified. However, it is used in three and five gallon water jugs, nylon, and some other food containers. This contains Biosphenol A, which has been linked to heart disease and obesity. So this may be best to avoid. But now that we know more about these different types of numbers and what is actually on the side of these containers, everything is okay, right? Well, it's important to go past the numbers and see what's actually going on. According to a report conducted by the environmental groups Beyond Plastics in the last beach cleanup, only 5 to 6% of plastic was recycled in 2021 and at least 85% of plastic waste went to landfills. But why is this happening? The main claim is that there aren't enough factories to process all of the plastic. So what now? Do we just ignore it and continue on with our day? Well, it may be best to learn more about plastics and see about other things that you can do. One thing you could try doing is to avoid buying and using plastic products and instead try to use cardboard or biodegradable products. Another thing you can do is to sign petitions or write to politicians discussing your worries about these climate problems. Another thing that's interesting is you could look into eco-plastic benches when you are trying to furnish a place, which is interesting because it turns these plastics into usable everyday furniture that may be even cheaper than your typical furniture. We all have to do our part to save the planet, and recycling is a part of that. Go green and do your best. This has been Ivina, and make sure to tune in to our next episode. Thanks. <coughs>